Roger. Yeah, I think it's pulling the wrong one. I'm just, okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in the... Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. Okay. Yeah, what? Hi. Welcome to the podcast. This is how it's going to start. TV slash just my nipples for all kinds of stuff just like this but different obviously because it's you know it's different it's not a podcast but without any kind of uh, even more talking about talking around the subject let's drop right into a fast moving heater here with one of my favorite people around town and in any town that he's in he's my favorite person in that town please welcome my guest and your guest by request, Mr. Mike Burns. Blown, blown cable. We got a blown cable here. Let's ratchet it down. Put it out of commission. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way about cold brew. But you don't just feel like cold brew, it's like the taste of it, though. You don't, because you know how normal coffee or espresso has like. A thickness to it, so you, you drink it with cold brew. It's like it's so easy to drink. Yeah, that's what makes it dangerous. It's so easy to put it down. It's smooth. Yeah, the smoothness of it. Matt Bronger makes his own cold brew, like as we all do. But but like that's his <laughs> like his his thing. Really, you know, like yeah. he makes a bottle and he'll bring it to you, trade you. Oh, so he makes like artisan cold brew. I'll give him a jar of pickles. You know, like that kind you of make swap. Pickles? I make a lot of pickles. Are you making um? Fermented pickles or uh, quick pickles? Quick pickles. Okay. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's the same. And one S- of them, sort uh, of. One of them, well, sort of. Real pickles are something that the science heart. is involved. Yeah. And yeah, I don't want to give something to somebody that oh. I didn't jar properly. And then... I've got some pickles in there that I won't even eat that I made. Like yeah. some real pickles. They're like half sours and they just have sort of a smell. It's kind of like, I just, you know. Just quite, just that little extra smell of something I don't totally feel comfortable with. I did, yeah. um, I tried to do some uh, garlic in oil with pep- hot pepper. Right? And like when I opened it, it just had this, there's something in there that wasn't, and, yeah. then, and then I and then I went down a rabbit hole on Google. Of smell research? Of smell research and jarring things. And it oh, was, man. it was like you get impetigo or something. You know, yeah, like, botulism uh, is botul- the big one. Yeah, It was botulism. What were you saying about that cold brew, though? The special cold brew? 
It's just so smooth. It's different. Yeah. I just got rid of my Keurig two days ago. Finally. Finally. How did you do it in like a grand fashion? Did you smash it? No, because <laughs> it still was semi-functional. Okay. I had fixed it. It was broken. Yeah. And my girlfriend and I both came to the conclusion that Keurig coffee made us feel extra terrible. It's the most trash thing in the world is Keurig coffee. Something about it. I feel like it's this thing where we're all kind of acting like it's not terrible. Right. When really it's just, even the sound that... Keurig. Keurig. It's fine when when it was new and like mm-hmm. you'd be on set or in, at, in the office and they had the donut shop coffee. And it was oh, just, yeah. It's just easy to walk in, bing, bang. And right. Now, but we got to the point where we, A, felt terrible mm-hmm. drinking cured coffee, and B, after having, getting spoiled by, by good o- stuff. other people's good stuff, so we just bought good stuff in an old-fashioned, you know, Black & Decker stainless steel yeah. thing and a grinder, and she made me a cup of coffee on Sunday morning. And this I, is last you, Sunday, like two days this ago? This is la- two days ago. Uh-huh. You would have sworn it was like a parody of a uh, 1970s wife bringing the, the guy <laughs> a cup of coffee. Right? I took a sip and... Big smile, and it has this sheen because the oils get blended yeah. up properly. And I said, Melissa, baby, this is a really nice, good good cup, cup of coffee. I just, wow, it's really hitting the spot. And I went out on the deck on our right. patio and ha- drank like half of it, came back in. Hey, seriously, this is really good. You know, <laughs> There is something about that. You're like Agent Cooper. <laughs> right. Damn good cup of coffee. Damn good cup of coffee. Wow. Yeah, that stuff, man, it is something about... A really, well, not just good, but well timed. The timing of a good cup of coffee, I think, is essential. A lot of times, when I what I ended up doing is trying to squeeze out, squeeze every last drop of the moment out. Like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it, and like trying to enjoy it so hard that it kind of goes away. Do you extend yours, your your iced coffee? Because I do that. Mm. I'll like this this iced cup here, right. in perfect marketing. You know. Not sponsored, of course. Right. Starbucks, that first sip feeling. Did you say that? When I see it, oh, I know what that means, though. Yeah. Sometimes I don't get coffee because, again, jacks me up too much, mm-hmm. and then I can't be productive. If I do, like, I wouldn't be able to do something really creative after this. Yeah, because it basically streamlines you. It's like basically putting a bunch of armor on your body, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and you can't move because you've been armored against emotion. Right. But if I have a sip yeah like if the lady has a cup of coffee in the morning i just have like one sip it's just ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah. okay that's enough for me i'm gonna have a a lacroix now i can't wow i need to hydrate i do tea first i always do tea first thing mm-hmm. and then i'll have espresso later like i have america this is americano yeah espresso and water or i'll just have i'll make a little stovepot espresso and have that with a little bit of milk like i try not to ever have it after three but I find that if you have tea at the beginning of the day, black tea, mm-hmm. not like, you know. Black English tea. Black English breakfast tea. Yeah. You have that on an empty stomach. I mean, I talk about this so much on everything I ever do. that It's like, it's, like, it's ridiculous at this point. But you get like a high from it that you don't get from coffee. You know how coffee, you Different. get kind of like a, like you're ready to go into battle kind of thing. You mm-hmm. kind of feel like, like cold and hot at the same time. Yeah. If you have like a big 16 to 20 ounce glass of hot well-steeped black tea, you have that on an empty stomach, you will feel like kind of like this weird euphoria, almost, I liken it to almost like a meditation sort of feeling. Okay. It feels very, very zen. And you feel, um, 
I don't know. There's something about it. It's something here's special what I, about it. Here's what I think you're experiencing, and I've never been able to give, get anyone to give me a clear answer on this. I'm fine with caffeine. Yeah. Like, um, I've gone through periods where I was a big diet Mountain Dew junkie. I was a Diet Coke guy for a long time. Oh, dude, me too. And I had to quit. Like, that doesn't come diet in the house Coke anymore. Diet is the... Well, we'll talk about that later, but, but that's that's the chief. That's like the fucking... Ultimate drug. Yeah, and it, but it was always a clean high, yeah, a clean caffeine, and I feel the same way about like drugs. You can get a dirt like that's a dirty drug. Yeah. don't do that. Like that's a bad high. You don't want like but, buzzy. Yeah, but then you've got. I feel like coffee is the dirty drug, mm-hmm. and some people can handle it. Some people can't. But people like you and I prefer a tea. It it works better for us. Yeah, and you get. What your experience is probably what most people who are hardcore ho- coffee heads, that pleasure that they get. Where, right. Where they don't get the depression and the... Uh, yeah, they don't get the fall off. They don't fog. get like, the jitter. The I get this fog that I just uh, can't I can't wipe it off with enough Windex. Yeah, sometimes... Can't drink enough really... water, like you said. You can't get hydrated. It's just nothing fixes we're it. We're talking about this as we're drinking coffee. It's so good. Like we're about to go <laughs> into this thing. The taste of it. We we are like guys outside of an AA meeting talking about like some <laughs> scotch that we used to drink. Ugh. It is funny how much. But then someone gets a AA flask thing. out, and then you're in big trouble. Yeah, that's at such a coffee's like such a big deal at AA, isn't it? It's like it's like. Oh yeah. The biggest thing. Yeah, um, you know, people have habits. Yeah. And you got to fill one with the other. Like I'm chewing nicotine gum. Right. Uh, I I haven't had a cigarette in. I'm really close to a year. That's a long time. Yeah, it was hard. And Dude, you, you've known me for a long yeah. time, and like at parties or, or like outside of a show, I'm mm-hmm. I was I loved cigarettes. Me too. I, but I don't. I guess I love them a different way. Mm. Like I don't usually smoke them. I smoke them so rarely. You're so but, lucky. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I was talking with someone about this the other day. Just how it's like a weird. It's a weird thing. It's not normal that I can do that. Some people can. Some people can't. Mm-hmm. And I'm jealous of that. I still, in the morning on occasion, like a Saturday, yeah, I'll I'll smell someone in my complex lighting up that first cigarette at like nine, and it. That's the only time when a cigarette, like, oh, that that with really? the coffee, that combo, that one two uh, punch, well, a lot of that speedball really gets you going. And also, a lot of people have it for pooping, right? It's like a big time. Yeah. Like I gotta have my cigarette, my coffee, then I'll take my big old shit. Yep. And we'll we'll hit the road. That that was hard. <laughs> That was difficult for really? a, for a while. I couldn't poop on a normal yeah. basis because my routine was completely off, and the gum doesn't do it the same way. Um, and but, my dad chewed Nicorette gum for like maybe two years. Oh, I've been chewing it for off and on for probably that long or longer. Really? But it's hard. It's the I hardest got, habit to break, right? I, that's what people say. I think they're right. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's worthless. It doesn't yeah. do anything for you. It's the dumbest drug. Yeah, you, you get nothing out of it. But I love like I chewed tobacco when I was a kid. Really? I played. Because I, you grew up in not in Iowa. You grew up in uh, uh, Michigan. Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you, you play Michigan. baseball and like the older like the older kids chew and you want to look cool you and then all of dip in. You're so addicted immediately. You from Minnesota? You oh, sure yeah. you're no stranger to Kodiak and no, Skull. The Skull. There's actually a band from Minneapolis. This experimental like noise band called Skull Kodiak. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking great too. They sound like that combination. Like That's real like so good. gritty and like ah, kind of like yeah. It's both. They just named two two brands. That'd be like Coke Pepsi. Coke we're, Pepsi. We're, we're Coke Pepsi. Skull. Oh yeah, get some fucking Skull in there. We're so, gonna go out. We're going fishing. 
<laughs> you know about spitters? Is that what they call it when you're going up? Spitters? Yeah, yeah, your bottle, your, yeah. your duck bottle. Hey, Tom, you got spitters? You got a spitters for me, like a, a Sprite can with the top cut off? Yeah. <laughs> my back seat of my high school car, my 82 Chevy Celebrity, was filled with celebrity m- Mountain Dew bottles just topped off and Gatorade bottles. Ugh. And the worst is when you'd start to um, imbibe in alcohol for the first time. You'd be oh. at a party and you'd someone would always take take a sip of the wrong one. Ooh, take a, an old dipper? Yeah. That's <laughs> By nasty. Accident. By That's accident. Like you got all these beer nasty. cans and you grab the wrong one when you're blurry-eyed and whoops. Yeah. Mm. Man, I never really did dip at all, ever. I think I tried it one time, but oh, I was like, oh, I can't do this. It made me feel like crazy. The first time I... Tried chewing tobacco was like in a Michigan July. Where in Michigan are we talking about here? Uh, Saginaw. Saginaw. So that's north. No, Saginaw is. Saginaw is, is, is uh, like so it's, that's the mitten. It's right in the little web. There. Oh, okay. Right. So it's close to Chicago. Right there. No, opposite side. Okay. So it's close so- to Wisconsin. Saugatuck would be on the west oh, side of uh, yeah, the city. Oh, yeah. Saugatuck. Saugatuck. <laughs> Saugatuck. Um, vacation town. Saginaw right. is very different. Saginaw is like Flint. If you're, okay. You know. Some places are uh, a little shinier, and some right. places are a little run down. But both GM towns, oh really? Okay. Very blue collar based. Yeah. Um, and I grew up in the city esque, right? Uh, rougher area, and um, my parents eventually moved into the township. And when I go home, it's my neighborhood that I grew up in is very different than when I was a kid. Did you see that movie? It follows. Yes, that's got to seem very familiar to you, right? Sort of. Absolutely. It Follows has a very um, uh, authentic landscape. When you see yeah. those neighborhoods, some houses are good still. Uh, some are have the overgrown lawn. You know, it's yeah. It just felt that way. Yeah, that I love that movie because I. I mean, I've never really been to. I've been to Detroit one time, ever. No, and no. I. Lo- I really thought it was cool. We did one show there, and it was you know it was nice. All the people, everything felt cool, interesting about it. It was like interesting. The layout's weird, but I really don't have any experience with Michigan at all. I feel like it's one of those states where I just never really been through there, even I'm, though it's you're from a Michigan though. You're sort you're, of. You're, it's, 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 it's it's something about Michigan. It's different than Minnesota. Minnesota is so natural and so wild and so like sparse. Where yeah, Michigan you have like the upper part is crazy wild. It's like the coldest place in America. Mm-hmm. But then you have all these other places that are close to Chicago and close to Detroit and stuff, where it's like. It's so much more gritty and urban compared to Some Minnesota. Of but then the the bulk of 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 Michigan is just kind of lake towns. Yeah. And, and then you have little populations like Grand Rapids is very popular. G Rap, you mean? G Rap. Yeah. Grap. They I've call been to G Rap once. <laughs> Didn't we do some comedy festival there? We they used to have one. That, they used to, I did not do that festival. They used to have that Gilda. Yeah, fest. I did that one time, and it was like. Man, so many of our our uh, contemporaries were there. It was one of those things where, you know, a lot of times in comedy you get something like three years after you thought you deserved it kind of thing. Like, uh-huh. I should have been here a long time ago. <laughs> right. But then everyone else who is the same as you is there, too. So it's like, oh, ugh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm like, that's one of those festivals I always thought, you know, I, I could do this. Like, I'm from Michigan. Yeah. Like, you know, I've like a lot of my materials based here. They probably like. And do you remember you'd hear about these festivals, like, when they happen? You'd be like, what is this? Yeah. Everyone I know is going. Why didn't it? Like, oh. no one mentioned this. God, that, that happens all the time. That's what I like now, sort of about now is there's none of that. There's none of, like, no. you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. Well, I've done stand-up in over a year. Yeah. So, for me, all of this is like, yeah, it doesn't 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I don't. I already got the drug out of my system. Oh, you stopped doing it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I I haven't. I didn't stop doing it, but I definitely have transitioned to like a totally different thing. I was interested in. I just realized a while. I was like, I'm just not interested in doing like little one-off shows anymore because I don't get anything out of it. You know. Right. And you have such a nice acting career that at a certain point you have to decide. You know, like what. Where you want to put your time and what's yeah. valuable to you, and and you don't have to keep grinding forever. No, because it definitely is a grind. It's also that thing where, you know, if you're hanging out, that's like a young person's thing. Or if not, if not a young person, is a person who's new to the first four or five years of it, and you're just out all the goddamn time, all the time, and you're just it's nonstop. And you know, you put your dues in and. Like for me, I'm not. I'm not getting a Comedy Central special or a Netflix. It's just not happening. Even if you no. did get it, no one would know but you. Uh, yeah. That's the thing about a lot of that stuff. Yeah. It's like you can have a comedy special now, and no one knows. No. But you and the people you told about it. Mm-hmm. It's like because I don't fucking who sees every. No one watches. So many. Maybe the extreme comedy fans. Yeah. Who watch everything, and like everything, which they're wrong. About. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, there just isn't the same stuff. Doesn't have the same weight like it used to. And your fans, like your, your fans, who right? Who are yeah. already going to watch it anyway? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that stuff is it's it's so it's changed so much. It's ridiculous, but yeah, man. I'd like to see what happens after, um, after our current times. Yeah. Like, is are people going to get lazier and do more Zoom? Uh, things like is, is this going to carry over you mean like carry over in terms of performing live just in general because podcasts are like what we're doing now yeah. it's it's lovely to sit outside spaced safely right. and 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 this is great but everyone doesn't have that or want to make that effort yeah and um i feel like some people it, part of the problem with podcasts was just like a stand-up show is always booking it, getting someone right. to come over, getting someone, and then they cancel. And co- people, comedians oh. in Los Angeles cancel all the time. For Everything. Ever. I'm shocked I'm here right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm always, I'm so used to people be canceling last minute now. I just sort of be like, okay, well, I'll, uh, you know, I'll go piss in the corner for a little bit or something <laughs> like that. You're right. Yeah. Like one thing could have went wrong and I couldn't, like I was at the gas station putting air in my in my bike tires and the the air pump wasn't working. Really? If if that would I was already, I don't know, a uh, half mile from home. <laughs> like I would have had to walk my bike home yeah. and then or find another gas station. And, and then at a certain point, it would have become so frustrating. I was just like, Johnny, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but uh, this is an issue with air and tires. <laughs> I can't get air into my bike tires. I do think that there definitely is a lot of stuff that people used to be like think was important, but now it's like. You can't do it, so your job either just doesn't exist or, yeah, you can work from home. No yeah. problem. You can work from home. So many people have work learned. Home. Why was I driving into work? Oh, there's so many things that I've – remember, like, well, I've only had a few riding jobs. But I had one that was, like, deep in West Hollywood, and I lived, you know, like, Frogtown or something, like, way, way east. And the drive took me, like, an hour to get there. And every time we go, we, I'd be there for like four hours. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck are we meeting about? We don't do anything right. at all. We're here together for what reason exactly? Writers There's no rooms. purpose whatsoever to be together. <laughs> They're just no reason. Writers' rooms are filled with a lot of people 
who don't like to be at home, don't like their wife or their husband, and want to burn off the day, yeah, and want to stay late and don't and play Nerf basketball half the day, <laughs> and that's been my experience. Yeah. In a while. We could get all of this done in three hours. Or we could just bang it out. We could just bang it out yeah. and go home. <laughs> you know? I like I like being at home. I want to go do other stuff. Yeah. It's like you have to fight that that thing. There's also that weird sort of a control element where they want to have everyone there because they want to show – we want to see that you're committed to this. And we want to be able to monitor your, your productivity or what you're doing to make sure everything's, you know, we're on track kind of thing. It's almost sure. like a control – like a top-down control thing, and I get it. Like when I, I think two days a week, one day a week, check yeah. in. Like yes. everyone, while we're here, shut the fuck up and like let's get this done and focus, focus up, everyone. Yeah. We don't need to play some Twitter game for five minutes. You know, <sighs> I had a job in Culver City for almost two years, and I was driving from uh, Los Feliz. That's an hour drive, almost. which was it was over. It was an hour. F- or more in the morning. Especially when, yeah, peak at, traffic. At night was an hour and a half to two hours some days. Jesus fucking every Christ. Every day, every day, five days a week for almost, for like a year and a half. What was that show? Uh, it was a digital company. Oh, nice. And then after that company folded, I got hired to do a uh, job that they they had for WWE. Okay. And <laughs> and they you know they had a license to do stop motion. Yeah. So I did this. I wrote this stop motion animation series for them. And in this time, I said, "Look, I'm not coming in. I'll come in once a week." <laughs> and really had to like that was the first time I was I ever divaed up and said, yeah. "Absolutely not." I know what's going to go on. I've come in for four meetings thus, you know, so far, and half the day is lunch. And it's just spitballing ideas. It's nothing. I don't need this to justify your job, to mm-hmm. like the other producers' jobs. I'm the head writer. It's my show. Tell me what to write. <laughs> I'll put on my headphones at home with a coffee and my underpants. And I'll get it fucking done. And I'll get it done. And I don't have to spend... Literally three hours of my day in the car. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, what a waste. What a colossal waste. The idea of collaboration in that terms like that is so incredibly overrated. And I only recently learned about it like maybe like last year when I was working on Duncan's show on Netflix, the Midnight Gospel show. Mm-hmm. Like I wrote on that a little bit and they had us come in like once a week for three hours. And we just sat around banged a bunch of stuff out and the rest of it was work on your own or they or, or this was like okay we'll take it from here thank you right thank you for your contribution right and it felt like the right thing it felt great because you weren't diddling around all this goddamn time it was just we, we get in here we do what we have to do together and the rest of it you work alone because that's how everyone does things the idea of like this weird like the whole collaboration thing, even people who have who are like, I don't have like a hardcore writing partner, but everything I've read about that is like the idea is you work independently, but together. Like mm-hmm. I write this and I send it to you, then you write, add on to that and send it back. It's not like this, you're not sitting down there together. Like, right. like left, I use my left hand on the keyboard and you use your right hand. Like and you it's just, not the, what it is. There's no room to breathe with your own yeah. ideas that way. I love that. That process is my absolute totally. favorite. We have a shared Final draft doc. Right. I write a couple pages. 
you go in, you look at those two pages, you're like, I want to change this, this, add mm-hmm. this joke, send it back, and then add on two pages. You know, and it's just that pro- it right. works. It's so much smoother. I have a, I'm I'm writing a screenplay with a with a guy now partner in um, Bronger, and we meet for an hour twice a week on Zoom or nice. on FaceTime. Yeah, and that's it. But it goes we all you do all we do for that hour is plow stuff and get chunks done. Mm-hmm. And it takes what if it was a job, this would be like forty hours a week. Yeah. That, that we boil down into two. The nice thing about it too is you guys hold each other accountable. So right. it's like because I'm writing some right now and it's so fucking hard because I'm writing it on my own. So it's like I have no real true accountability. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I like a I, I do like working with a a yeah. partner, but separately because, oh shit, I'm letting him down or wasting his time right. or vice versa. Yeah, totally. Uh, but like, I have all kinds of my own personal scripts that are just you're just sitting there in stasis and limbo. Five pages in, yeah. seventeen in. Forgot I even wrote that one. Oh, that idea. <laughs> that was great. God, I drank so much goddamn tea. I'm gonna pause it real quick. I'm gonna go piss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we back? Yeah, we're back. Sweet. And we're back. And we're that's one of my favorite things to say is and we're back. I do it. I do it on my show every right. every every time after the song, the intro song. What's your show again? Power moves. Power with moves, Mike right. Burns. Yeah. Power moves is something you as a moniker you've used for a lot of things, right? Isn't that the name of the uh the Carl Weizen show too? The Carl yeah, the Carl Wellzine book and, Welsing, and the uh Comedy Central pilot, both power moves. Right. It, just, it made sense to just uh keep the brand what is that what is the basis of that um it is <laughs> I, I mean i feel like i, I know but i want to hear you explain yeah it. i would say it is a uh a heightened um uh i don't want to say morning show because i don't want that stamp on yeah. it but i i i sift through all of the stupidest news stories and crimes that i can mm-hmm. find that week i pick three to four and just destroy them just completely dissect right and, and beat on them and then the rest of the show that's the bulk and then the rest of the show is filled out with uh, food talk and okay. music talk movies that kind of thing right it's like woke man show okay it's, you know it's right it's still it's, it's it's still that except for i have a surprisingly large amount of um of women listeners also that's that are, cool yeah and I, I think the whole point of it was to prove that that type of kind of bluish uh, uh, jockey type humor mm-hmm. is is doesn't have to be mean or or, or yeah. offensive to people. It can you can just you can just beat on stupid people without without offending others. It's more of like a tone. It is more of a tone. Because yeah. I always th- I w- this word popped in my head today. I think I heard you say it first. Is the word rhythm mags. Rhythm mags. You, did you ever say that? Uh, I do, could. Do, I, we, do I, you know what that means? No. <laughs> like rhythm magazines? Like a rhythm mag? No. I swear to God I heard that, you that do it on that a stand-up might... bit like eight years ago. That's very possible. That could be a Canaan thing also. It might have been. I don't know. I feel like it might have been when you were doing that bit where you talked about like wearing sweatpants and going on the... Tread the uh, Stairmaster. Oh, that I forgot about that character. That's one of my favorite bits of all time. I feel like that's one of those things where it's you can't, you could not steal it, and it's unexplainable. Right, it's all, it exists only in the moment. And if you were to tell someone what you saw, you'd be like, 
Well, it's a guy talking about like a very specific sort of tone of the eighties, like a sort of a, a creepy, horny who's guy, a, hor- who's a horny, homo- <laughs> a horny homophobic guy, right? Who um, only talked about uh, homoerotic things, right? <laughs> so it's just a complete contradiction, and the whole point of that character was to just destroy people. Oh man, that it was jo- so good. Jock locker room culture. Yeah, uh, how how ironic it is. Like if you're if you are that way, you're basically fully the thing that you supposedly hate. When actually you hate it because you are it and you can't be it. <laughs> right. So it's like oh, I want to be gay, but I can't be gay because I don't know if my boys are gay. <laughs> they don't. I don't know if they want to bro down <sighs> that way. God, I want to take a shit with Mike. <laughs> I want to shit this. I want to shit with him. <laughs> shit in his mouth. God, I want to watch his shit come out of his butthole. I don't know if I like, like it like. yet, but I got to see it first. Oh, I fucking, <laughs> God, I fucking hate these gays, but I want to see your fucking shit come out of your butt. <laughs> come on, just work out with me. <laughs> work out with me. Come on. I can't wait for two years from now that to be taken completely out of context. <laughs> right. Imagine seeing a clip on the internet of me saying that. There's there's so much <laughs> stuff that. Oh, now it's it's over. You just have to trust at a certain point. Like, look, everyone who knows me knows I'm a like anything out of context. There would be a a smallish army of people. Like, if you oh, had yeah. something, I'd be like, whoa, whoa, that's not. No one believes this. Totally, <laughs> it's this. It's just that crazy thing. It's sort of like with that thing, a version of it with how it happened with what's his name, Shane Gillis, Shane Gillis, the guy who got hired in SNL. Mm, yeah. Like I remember first watching that clip, thinking like, oh, that's terrible. And then I watched it in context. It's like, oh, he's making fun of that person who would say that. He's doing a character. Yeah. I mean, I don't it's know. It's called an act out is yeah. what it is. Like he anyone just wasn't, said. He has wasn't an doing act a out. voice, though, so you didn't detect it. You know what I mean? Right. I was just like, oh, God. It's, it's, it's crows are like, stop talking about that. <laughs> stop it. Stop it now. It's kind of <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Do it would be great to have a bunch of crows that just follow you around. Anytime you say something you shouldn't say, they're like, <laughs> Those, that's, stop it. That's what Twitter is. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Some Twitter of the brain, like <laughs> biological Twitter. I talked to, uh, I was talking about, I forget who it was yesterday about how no one ever goes on Twitter mm-hmm. and then afterwards thinks, oh, I'm glad I did that. Well, yeah. I feel great. It's 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 the same thing as smoking or like mm-hmm. it's it's such a bad habit. It really is. It's become just. Uh, I mean, I've had a little bit of a rebound with it because I decided I just think about so much now what I'm going to post, and I'm like, oh, is this? Am I being patently Problem. absurd and funny? Yeah. If I'm not being super stupid, then I'm like. This has no business here unless it's just like the dumbest thing to say. Like talk about like mm-hmm. something really silly and absurd. Otherwise, I feel like I just, yeah, you know what I mean. It feels like feels feels bad. It feels like eh, it's not it's not where I want to be. It's not what I'm interested in. Right. There's a lot of people who um, enjoy that and revel in the fighting and the bickering. Oh. and I I'll I'll get um, I'll get a tr- a trigger. I'll get a, is that what they call it? You yeah. get a trigger and yeah. I'll be like, ching, ching. And I'm, ching, ching, ching. I'm putting this dude on blast oh. to all my followers who also believe the same thing. <laughs> it's like that thing, uh, you would play that video game Metal, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. You know when you get found, that's an alert sound that goes, ching, ching, when mm-hmm. they see you? Yeah. And you go, <gasps> it scares the shit out of you? Right. It's that. It's right. that weird, like, back of the neck, like, <gasps> thing. That's what I get sometimes. Yeah. You put someone on blast. You feel bad about it too. Like I'll totally, feel bad after you fight with someone. I'm like, why did I? 
Like I don't. I'm not this guy. I don't uh, want to. I don't want to scream at people. Yeah. And it's a tough choice. Like I don't. I don't touch any politics or um, um, that sort of thing whatsoever mm-hmm. on my show because I don't think people come to listen to my show for that. They come for the opposite. And then you have, and then you'll still take shit for that from other people. Like, well, you have a responsibility to address this. Like, I'm not good at it. Yeah. Like, I'm. I don't play professional baseball because I don't. I. I'm not good at it. I like making. Dumb, absurd statements and, totally. and burning down trash behavior, and that's what that's what I'm there for, and that's what people come to listen to. Yeah, and the idea that you have any responsibility for stuff like that is ridiculous. It's also like, who are you, someone I don't know, to tell me I should be doing something with my life? Like, if I want to have fun, that should never be something where it's like vilified. It should never be like, oh. He's having too much joy over there. Mm-hmm. How di- dare you? You could die tomorrow. And yeah. You got you to gotta still enjoy your life. Like as much as humanly possible. I think it's now it's even more important just to to do stuff that has nothing to do with politics at all. Just to be like, oh, this is just a dumb fart spray that we're doing. It's, yeah. it's a total fart spray shit shit talk. <laughs> Who gives shit a fuck? Shit show. Shit show. Just the absurdity. Yeah, shit show. But that's like... you. The world needs that. There's value. Oh, yeah. There's value for it. You can't always be completely stressed. And again, people do it, do political commentary head and shoulders above anything I could mm-hmm. do. I don't want to speak for yourself. Maybe you're, uh, you're, you're smoking it on the, on the political tip. Oh, on I the don't download. think I am. I was a little bit, but I think I'm, I don't know. I always get exhausted really fast with it because I, I start to look at it from a, a further distance away and just realize how, just how ridiculous it is. Like what, like a, it's almost like a little bit of a, a little grind you're doing. You're grinding yeah. something for what? When really you want to you want to just float. You don't want to like paddle. Colossal waste of time at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Because again, I'm not really doing anything that's changing any any. Yeah. And, and and you'll find yourself in a rabbit hole that you've been looking up whatever political thing Ugh. that made you mad, and now like I just spent two hours arguing with someone I don't know. For yeah. no reason, and nothing was accomplished, and I could have done something that would have benefited other people with a smile instead, which is my essential job is being a clown. Yeah, <laughs> it's all that stuff to me always is just a form of procrastination or, like, I guess you could call it resistance, right? The idea of um, yeah. you're creating resistance, so it's something, it's something to occupy your brain so you don't have to actually work on the thing that you care about because the thing you care about working on is so difficult that you're scared you might fail at it. Mm-hmm. So why not get embroiled in a Twitter battle Scream. for three hours with some person with 13 followers and an American flag <laughs> over their face? Right. That's the best part. You get like pissed off at someone who has almost no consequence in the world online or maybe isn't even a real person. <laughs> right. Maybe is not real. Maybe it's like some fucking like a guy who who's charged with a hundred accounts to seed seed dissent, and who even fucking knows? And that's what they want. Yeah, you know, and they win. They immediately win when you nothing was accomplished. They wasted your time. Freedom so haters. <laughs> freedom haters. We got these freedom haters. I remember years ago, I was in college. I think it was like I w- went to visit my friend in Colorado, and they had a big stack of these um, 
newspapers right outside the front door of their hallway of their apartment. Yeah. They've been sitting there forever. And every time you go on and out, you'd see this one on top. It was George Bush that said, um, terrorist sugar cards. <laughs> <laughs> I just think about it all the time. Sugar cards. Like how you would say it. Sugar cards. Uh, Osama bin Laden. Sugar cards. Sugar cards. <laughs> just one. Just the him saying sugar cards. No one knows what it means. Yeah. No one knows. Okay, isn't that great how much we've missed that guy, old GW? It's incredible. Uh, it's, I would just... it's incredible how far things have gone. To miss that guy. Yeah, just that guy the folksy was, wisdom. That guy was great in retrospect. You know, like, that's like uh, sure, there's a lot of political things, again, that... And see now, look what we've been, we've been sucked we in. Do. We've been sucked into political comedy. But at least we're talking about how much we we miss old GW. <laughs> he, at least he was. At least if he didn't, if you didn't know anything about him politically mm-hmm. or personally, and you just met him, he'd probably be really fun to talk to, and and you wouldn't oh. hate his guts, and he'd be funny. And if he walked like, in right now, we would just be like, <laughs> we'd have the world's greatest podcast. He'd offer us a beer, and he'd be, no, I'm not, you know, I don't drink, can't handle anymore, but uh, you guys. Liver shots. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I'm hook you guys up. I'm going to show you how to shotgun, all right, guys? <laughs> yeah. Some shit like that. You'd just be, uh, any any president, you can't not, I mean, maybe Trump's the only one you can't, you might have trouble liking, I bet, in person. I but. bet you would hate his guts so much, unless you were leaned towards that. Yeah. He, might, he would be funny if he. Oh, he's funny, all right. He would be he's fu- funny. He'd, to laugh at. Mm-hmm. You know, you would, you would love that guy at a party. Yeah, because he just he would suck and he'd be irritating to people, and you could just kind of kick back and be like, "Oh, look at this! Don, watch, look watch at this! this. Watch. That Don dude's gonna go talk to this guy. He's sidling up. Oh you, no! Uh, do you like this crab dip? <laughs> I don't. That's not very good crab dip. He's the guy that would that would suck someone into a conversation and oh, ruin yeah. their entire evening for Fully two hours. St- snailed them out hard. <laughs> You ever use the expression snail? No. It's from um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. There's an episode Snail trail? Well, it's... Uh, yeah, snail. Marilyn Rice Cub's yeah. character. They Dump the salt, salt on snail. her. I think about it. It's such a perfect expression to describe someone who's like, you know, corners you, but you kind of can't get out of them. Like they're <laughs> snailing you. You're kinda, yeah. I mean, you see it happen a lot on like calling radio shows. You get snails going in. Any type of thing where a person... Like a, a member of the public has to interact with someone who is more so than public, like a public figure. Mm-hmm. They get snailed hard a lot of times by someone who just is like, uh, so my brother, my brother's been living there for, for 14 years and he, uh, he, he's been following you for a long time. And I, I always <laughs> found when we parked the car and we'd find out we'd go outside and then, um, uh-huh. and so, yeah. what, okay, uh-huh. if you ask me a question. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, uh-huh. well, well, there's an idea that where, where if you look at the sun and you don't look at it, you look at it, you look through your eyelids, you look at the sun because my brother would always tell me that we would uh-huh. be parked out yeah. there. And so my question is, uh, do you think there's I a way that. I want to look at my phone so bad. I want to look at my phone so bad. Bad. Exactly. <laughs> it's that thing where you're just like, huh? Huh? You're just trying to fucking, huh? Oh, no. That that chick I wanted to talk to all night. She's leaving. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> uh, oh, the dip's all gone. Oh, the yeah. crab dip's gone. The crab oh. dip. Your your drink is watered down, Ooh. just chips of ice. You've got like a, like a watered oh. down half inch of vodka left that you gotta just nurse until this guy's story is done. Never ends. There's been a lot less of that nowadays though. I feel a lot less. You ever go when you do a show sometimes you'll oh my you'll God. come out and I feel like 
I feel like it's almost selfish. Like there'll be several people who want to talk to you for a second yeah. and be like, Hey, good set. Or like, uh, was, I wanted to come out and see you for a long time. What have you. And, um, like one dude will take it upon himself. Like there's no one Ooh. else here. And that's mm-hmm. not to be rude to someone like that, but they'll, they'll drag it for like snail it. They'll snail oh, you they'll for snail 20 minutes. Hard. And then, you know, you're, uh, you're left empty inside. I really have. Uh, I've been on a long, long streak of anti-snailing, pretty hardcore. Like just where I just move. As long as you keep moving, I feel like physically, that's how you stop the snail. Yeah. You basically, just be like, oh my god, hey, great. Uh, you just like keep going. You, you keep moving physically, mm-hmm. and the snail typically does as a snail does. It's not very fast, and so they don't they don't want to catch up. And if they try to stop you, you'd be like. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh my God, thank you so much. You just you gotta just keep. I'll keep talk to moving. you later. Yeah, talk to you later. Okay, cool. Oh, Never. great. Oh, cool. Awesome. <laughs> yes, great. Uh-huh. And that's not even just. I don't even mean that just for a stranger that approaches you. You have to do it to your own friends. Sometimes. Oh yeah. <laughs> sometimes they're ramped up a little much. The Irish goodbye. Mm-hmm. Are that's, you a fan of the Irish goodbye? Uh, yes, I am a fan. I kind of do it on and off, but. I think it's what's hard to do. You either have to do it like you have to make the decision really quick and just do it, or mm-hmm. you have to. It's hard to do. It's hard to do half. You can't do a half measure. You just got to fucking do it right. or not do it. And and then I I like to do the Irish goodbye and then hit him with the text in the in the Uber or the okay, lift on yeah. the way home. Had to split. Had to split. Car showed up. Mm-hmm. Great party. Good to see you. Yeah. And you're real, like your close friends do not give a fuck no. if you do that. They, like I've got buddies that always Irish goodbye, and mm-hmm. you just know. You look around, they're not there for five minutes. It's been too long to take a potty break. Exactly. That dude is gone, and um, I'll see him tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, th- there's that. There's another way you can do it, I guess, where it's just the... What happens to me a lot of times is this is all like talking about a different world, basically. But that thing where you feel... I get start to get nervous if like if I don't if I feel like something's dwindling down, I'm like I gotta get out of here fast because if I'm one of the last few people there, that's when shit gets bad and hard to leave. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you gotta leave when you've got anonymity on your side when like the when the herd is still thick enough to slip out. Right. But if you just wait, sometimes it can be a ten minute window. Where especially the, it's a big thing on Zoom calls now. I had a, a friend surprise uh, Zoom birthday, yeah. And first there was like the first guy who left. It's probably like maybe fifteen people on there. First guy leaves, second guy leaves, and then it's like okay, everyone's like okay, it's it's time to go. We all know it's time to go, mm-hmm. but it's just who's gonna say it? Right. You <laughs> got to get out in that top thirty-three percent. You do the early thirty-three percent. You want to be like, like. Like you said, like the third or fourth person to mm-hmm. leave when there's still like five or six left. Yeah. That's the sweet spot because other people have left. You also have to leave. So you're not <laughs> a bad guy. You have something. You got to make dinner, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You can it's- only be there forever. And if you wait until the end and you don't just dip out really quickly, I got to split. Love you guys. Click. You get sucked into the long goodbye. Oh, the we'll s- okay. Good mm-hmm. to see you. Good Great. to see you. Nice to meet you. This, 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 this. Oh, this, this one more thing. Mm. Oh, one more thing. And then you're just in this weird nether world. Sometimes after those calls nowadays, I will end the Zoom and I will stand up and scream. <laughs> I'll just stand and just scream at the top of my lungs and like shake and be like, oh my God. 
<laughs> I thought I was going to fucking die. Trapped. Yeah, because it feels like something something about the whole idea of you're stuck, you're sitting, you're interfacing with people who you care about, and then once you're done, if you're just like, something about that is so unnatural, that whole like stuck in that Zoom thing, you know? At home. You're trapped in your oh, own home. Yes. That's strange. That's a different huh. sensation. You can't Irish goodbye you, to your own house. You know, let's just... It's it's really bothersome when you feel to feel uh, a held hostage yeah. by a screen because you can't figure out the words to say. I can't even explain it. <laughs> you can't, there's no way to, to properly get out of it other than having a heart out set early. You got to have a heart out. Got to have a heart out. Yeah, you got to be hungry for dinner. <laughs> that usually is what it is, though, for yeah. me, because it's you'll have like a five o'clock thing or something, and then you didn't eat beforehand, and you start to get drunk is a problem if oh, everyone's yeah. drinking. That's a big thing. I have seen people get annihilated on Zoom calls. I saw one time and Zoom it was party Zoom hangs. It was good. It was like so drunk. It was com- comically drunk. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. And everyone knows the drunk guy. It's not like a party where someone can kind of blend in and one yeah. guy's a little. It's everyone is everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that that book's really good. I find that book's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's uh, it's uh, tortelloni, tortelloni, mm-hmm. tortelloni. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And the eyes get half closed. Yeah. A lot of just you see him kind of half nod off. Mm. <laughs> like someone's got to get this guy out of here. Who's gonna Who's gonna kick out the drunk guy from the Zoom call? Blast him out. I've definitely been drinking more for sure the last, you know, a few months. Yeah. Have you gotten to the point where you're uh, bored of it? Like in the initial because you've yeah. got, you've got a nice a nice like a setup spot. where it's you're not trapped. You can hang out here and it was probably right. fun for you for the first couple months. It was. I have like a I have a balcony mm-hmm. that that looks off and it's quiet and I'm tucked away like I've I have this silence that you have at yeah. your home. And it's it was Lovely. I'm like, I don't hate this. I get a six pack IPAs and totally kick it at night. And then I finally got to the point where I had to like, I need to go on some sort of diet. And like, yeah, like these shorts in particular started to get snug. Oh, really? Wow. And that means that all my other pants are all the same size. Yeah. I'm gonna have to get new pants. And I said, no, this has to stop. See, I did the opposite. I started working out a ton the beginning of it. Like, I was working out, like, just a maddening amount. Yeah. I think I lost a bunch of weight. Uh-huh. Not a bunch of weight, but, like, enough. I think it wasn't a good amount of weight. But then I stopped that, and now I'm kind of like a regular thing. But the thing I started doing was making cocktails. Mm-hmm. I've never been a liquor drinker ever in my entire life. I actually would, like, always – if someone would buy me a shot, I would just say, no, thanks. I yeah. would even, like – I would not drink it because I just hated doing uh, – hated drinking liquor. And I started watching these how to make – cocktail videos fun and i just got so into it we've done that i've been making my ties man i make the world's greatest mai tai right now and it's come to the point now where i've had so many mai tais that <laughs> if i catch a whiff of something that reminds me of the smell of it or if something in my memory makes me think about it i will taste it and i'll kind of be like no thanks <laughs> i don't want a mai tai right now too much sugar <laughs> too much sugar too much booze yeah. Yeah, I just, it's like, um had to take a break from the cocktail making, because it's like a thing where I'm, like, I like to make the cocktail, 
Mm-hmm. It's so much fun to make to shake oh, it, yeah, to make great. it, the little and to stir, present tink, it. Tink, 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 tink. The whole thing, the whole like making of it. It's such a fun thing. And I was thinking about it earlier. It's almost like stand up. Because you get to make this thing and present it, especially if you get to make a drink for someone else. It's, it's cooking booze. Yeah. You're making cookies, it's, but it's, it's booze. And then you booze. give them to someone and, like, and then you watch them taste it. Yeah. Huh? That's oh, uh, good, huh? Yeah. Like, oh, wow, this is really Oh, wow. Yeah. And if co- if someone else makes a cocktail for you, it's always better. And it's like, you know, they, they want to make, they want to wow you with it. Mm-hmm. So it's like killing on stage. It's like fucking. Right. I just killed it with that Mai Tai. We have. We have cocktails, I would say, now Monday, um, Monday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's a good amount. Had to cut out alcohol completely Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday uh-huh. uh, for caloric purposes. Also, just you feel terrible. Yeah, because you don't get that same. If you're doing it at home, you end up drinking more. Sure. Mm-hmm. You can have all you want. It's a buffet of liquor. It's like drinking in a movie. You watch a movie, you can put down a couple beers, and then you stand up. You're like, "Oh shit, I'm drunk." Right. But I didn't notice it because I was watching Mission Impossible Three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love like that's I love drinking at the movies. Oh yeah. Like whether I sneak in some beers, mm-hmm. we'll sneak in a bottle of wine in my in the lady's purse and a yeah. couple plastic cups. Or I love the arc light where you get the movie pour and you get a big fat glass of big wine, twenty four ounce thing, <laughs> a glass of uh, a double pour of double wine. pour, and it's topped off. They have mm-hmm. no regulations on those on the workers at the arc light whatsoever. Yeah, you get a you get someone with a heavy hand. You get a bucket of wine for like eleven bucks. I haven't had that happen. That sounds pretty good. Eleven dollar mm. double pour. Yeah, Damn. and then you go out in at in the middle of it like you want another glass. Yeah. And you'll get to the problem is you'll get to where the movie's going to end, and you have mm-hmm. way too much left, and now you're slugging. Now you're slugging <laughs> like a whole fucking gla- a full glass and Chardonnay. And ten, just, uh, 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 yeah. And you, I walked out of the arc light like, oh my god, like I spent eighty-seven dollars on on oh shit between two people. Oh yeah, you're right. It is expensive if you count the the ticket price plus the booze and everything. Grab a beer. They, a beer back on the way with the wine. Like, I got this, back. too. <laughs> We're having fun, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't remember the end of this uh, Star Wars movie whatsoever. I've definitely done that. Some about the, the wine, though, really catches you. I did a, a trip back from San Diego on Amtrak once. Oh, Amtrak I, drinking is the uh, best. It was the best, but I think I'm now done with it for a little while because I had, I got so incredibly sick from that. Yeah, it was like food poisoning. I basically ha- I drank so much uh, Kendall Jackson Chardonnay. <laughs> a good choice. Oh my god, I felt excellent so choice, bad. sir. I was when I got home. Britt was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> and I just I'm not because I took the I insisted on taking the metro. Yeah, I took the Amtrak, took the metro to North Hollywood from downtown, and then took a lift from there. I think I could barely get in that lift. I was like. You know, Where were you coming from? From San Diego. I was oh, visiting okay. my dad, who was in a hotel there for some conference thing. And I went down there, had lunch with them, and then had had wine at lunch. Yeah. Took the train back afterwards, and then uh, you know drank on the train ride. Mm-hmm. And then I think I transferred the rest of my bottle of wine I got on the train to a 
like a you know a water vessel sure. and brought it and was drinking it on the fucking metro. <laughs> that's a twenty minute ride from Union Station right. to North Hollywood, and that's not including waiting. So it was probably another forty minutes of drinking wine, and then I drank all that wine because they want to waste it. No, that's a bad thing. I do do a lot. I think it's like a midwestern thing. Is you can't, I can't throw this, dump this out, even though everything in the world is like, just dump the rest of the wine out, <laughs> you fucking idiot. Right. You don't need to finish a second bottle of Kendall Jackson today. You don't need to do that. But no. I don't want to waste the wine. I got to drink it all. Yeah. What if I want it later? Like, what if I, what if, Ugh. what if I dump this out and I start oh. to feel like I need to have more alcohol in me and I wasted it oh instead of, instead of. Uh, prolonging mm-hmm. the uh, the the bad feelings, <laughs> you could have you could have cut it off at the at the past. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I think that's Midwestern. The yeah. idea of not dumping out booze. Oh yeah, for sure, and and that would go along with food also. Like, oh huh, eat eat clean your plate. You know, eat hey, yeah. have another piece of pie. Don't eat all of the uh, second piece as well. That guacamole is brown, but you better eat it. You better eat it. <laughs> you better eat it. Scrape the brown off the top. There's, I've done it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've done it. I got really sick. <laughs> I got very, very sick, actually. Yeah, I scraped the brown at the top. I also coupled that with about three craft IPAs one night. I was home alone. Uh-huh. Ate a ton of old guac. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> I, got, I got so fucking sick, man. I had to go to the emergency room. Oh, my God. Yeah, because I couldn't stop vomiting and shitting. Jesus Christ. Maybe mm. you got botulism. Did you try Maybe and, I did. Did you try and jar this uh, can, this guac? I should have. I should have saved it. I should have brought it in with me. You know, and that thing where they, when you get like, uh, anytime something like if you get bitten by an insect, once they want to see it or like the kind of whatever ha- whatever made you feel the way you do, you're supposed to bring yeah. it in so they can see, uh-huh. they can contact trace it, whatever. I should have brought that guac in. And be like, ah, hey, this guac, <laughs> check it out. Looking to t- do do an inspection of my guac. <laughs> That's a good band name, Old Guac. Old Guac. <laughs> oh my god! It's like hot old, tuna. <laughs> old Guac. Dude, hot tuna is such a bad name. It's so disgusting. Hot tuna or like canned heat. That's such a bad canned name. Canned heat. I do love canned heat. Sure. That's a terrible band name. I love. I I I do love that train ride that you mentioned. By the way. Oh yeah, it's it's a nice train. Ride. It's beautiful. I love taking that, and you go into Old Town. That oh, old yeah. town stop, which is just basically it's San Diego. Yeah, San Diego. Yeah. It's a tiny town mm-hmm. that consists mainly of three to four Mexican restaurants, mm-hmm. and there's nothing I love better. Speaking of old guac, but there's nothing I love better than like a taking a train, going in for happy hour, having chips and salsa and a marg. Oh, like you got your bag, it's just ah, it's like a college football game Damn. on or something. Just. I'll sit here forever. I don't need to go to whatever destination I was meant to go. I'll just I go like home after the this. travel is the part. Yeah. When I had a day job years ago, my dream was when I quit, I was just going to ride Amtrak all day. Mm-hmm. Like every day, just take the Amtrak. I never actually did it, but that was like my dream just to go, oh, I'm going to go to Oceanside today. Yeah. And back. Or I'm going to go to San Clemente. Or I'm gonna you go can. To fucking, you can. And people don't take advantage of it no, very often. No, they don't. And it, one of my pipe dreams is to take uh amtrak all the way back to michigan that will take you a long it would take me a long time but right now is a questionable time to be locked in a a tuna can to travel it is but now would be the ideal time where you get on there with a laptop Mm -hmm. you knock out a script you know you drink 45 bottles of kendall jackson chardonnay and then uh, you hang out at home for a couple weeks and then you get back on the train because I hate flying. 
Like yeah. I have a deep, deep hate really? for flying. It's not pleasurable for me. Why? Where did that come from? You think? I didn't ever get on an airplane until I was, I think, twenty-one. Okay. Or twenty. Yeah. So, and also just gives me horrible anxiety, and I don't like the lack of control. Once I'm in the air and I got a couple of beverages in me, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But I l- hate going to the airport, and I would rather sit on a train for two full days, yeah, in quiet and peace, than have to get and go to uh, airport. Yeah, I kind of especially going to the now airport. too. The airport is such a such a thing where you feel like, to me, it's not the plane now; it's the airport because mm-hmm. the plane is actually relatively safe because they have those strong filters in there. You know, it's kind of a controlled environment. Yeah. But the airport, that's a wild card because you got all these blends of, you know, you got these rugged Arizona Southwest passengers who are like, mask. <laughs> right. You know, that shit Just mixed in on. with everybody. But the train, I could see that being a cool thing to do. Take the train. Sleeping car. Yeah, we'll sleeping car. God, I wonder what that would be like right now. I wonder what the passenger load is like. I don't know. I, I, I don't imagine that it's super jacked up with yeah. people but you never know i want to look into it now if it's around i think you could do it it might have been one way it's at least a thousand it's not cheap it's not cheap yeah it's actually more expensive than flying but like you said it's the um it's the experience it'd yeah. be like i don't i've got some free time right now and i'm just gonna peacefully look out the window and yeah. read some magazines and a book and just zone out for a week and it sounds pleasurable i think it would be kind of nice with a cart with a sleeping cart you're you're pretty tucked away by yourself. Yeah, they must have. I gotta look this up now because I want to research this. This might be. I haven't thought about this at all, but I think I have to do this now. Find a way to take a trip somewhere on the Amtrak, and go. That will be the way to go. Go to Seattle, you know, yeah. just hang out. But then again, all the fun that you want to have. Part of a train trip is going to the bars, going mm-hmm. to the restaurants. I'm going to get yeah. oysters here, and now like. The the fun has been sucked out a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of that stuff. Even though like you can still do it safely, it's just it's not the same because you have to be same. so on guard about everything. Yeah, that's what really gets me is just the the feeling you have as opposed to you can't just be loose and relax with something. You have to be everything is like it's like being OCD or something. Right, everyone's OCD now, and some people are not. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there's got to be a happy medium. That's what I subscribe to. Like, there's not. Some people are ultra sensitive, uh-huh. and some people are completely. COVID does not exist. Yeah, and I think you have to find a happy balance. Where, look, you can. People are like you can't go outside. Don't ever leave your house. Yeah, you can go outside. You can go for a walk. When you're by yourself, you could take your mask off. Hell yeah! But we have to have these hard. Uh, uh, line drawn in the sand lines of of you have to do this because some people can't wrap their heads around making rational decisions yeah so it's just you have to do this at all times and it freaks people out turns off the people that don't want to wear any sort of protect protection uh on their face so mm-hmm. but if everyone just like hey man just be cool about it can you just be a person it feels like it's getting better <laughs> it is getting a little better yeah i did get screamed at though where? Uh, last weekend uh, at, in Atwater. Okay. Um, you know where the Dunkin' Donuts is over in that 100%. area? 100%. I was going into the, uh, there's that one coffee shop, and sometimes I'll dip. Proof Bakery? Next to Proof, I'll dip into that out of the closet. My okay. uh, One of my habits is I go in there 
and look at the vintage glassware. Wait a second. You like vintage stuff. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. That was a, that was a sarcasm. No, no, no. Right. I, but I, I love nothing better than, right. than going in and be like, ooh, uh, Milwaukee Brewers 1985. Yes. Uh, you know, like something like that. Yeah. So I, I consistently go in there with my coffee. I do a run through. Bang, 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 bang. If something's... A, I grab the glass. It's a finite commodity. I'm happy as a pig and shit. I take it home, wash it, and I'm... I was going in there. Cost a dollar. Cost a dollar. Mm-hmm. You feel like you... For me, it's like buying a new car, but for... Uh, it's For just, nothing. it's yeah, it's just a uh, Oakland Raiders uh, uh, tumbler, right? <laughs> and I'm so happy. I'm going in there, and some dude almost tackled his wife because there's this line in front of proof. So there's a lot of people. It's a little congestion. Yeah. And his wife was kind of in the area of the line, and he wraps her up, shoves her up against a wall, l- l- looks over at me, and says, "No, no, that's close enough. That's close enough." And what I go, the f- and I, and I said, "Excuse me." He Fuck, goes, "You didn't have a mask on." I don't. Oh, I was yeah, mask on. I'm. I'm. Oh, I'm that, always. That's a guy who is having some problems. He was looking for it, and I said, "Jesus, excuse me." He goes, "You heard me, ass." I go, "Ass? Not yeah. asshole? No, ass? no, 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 no. Just Who's ever said ass. Just ass. Ass." And, and I said, "Sir, you have a good day." You know, <laughs> just like. I'm not doing this with you. God. And there's a whole line of proof bakery. So yeah. I immediately feel on the defensive of, look, guys, it's not, I didn't do anything. Please, wow. no one get, everyone put your phones away. Jesus <laughs> I do not, Christ. I do not need to be put on blast on Twitter at Pizza Nacho 69 and spit in my wife's mouth. I'm like, what are you talking about? I was just yeah. going in to get one of my vintage glasses. That shit's insane. It's people. There's so many people who were. That guy was probably like a, uh, like a first AD or some sort of crazy, hard, constantly busy job. Now he doesn't have any work, so yeah. he's like, he's trying. Or maybe he was like a horse trainer or something. Who knows what the fuck he was doing? He was <laughs> right. something where he's using everything, and now he has nothing to do. So he's like trying to control. That's what I think. So many people are are wigging out about is that they, like. Don't have this thing they used to have mm-hmm. that would take up brains, energy, and space, and now they're like fucking trying to do everything they can. Yeah, people need they need it. Some people want it so like bad. Border collies, you know, like a border collie <laughs> right. goes nuts. We didn't have a bunch of sheep to herd. I gotta it run around, crazy. guys. I've got to. You yeah. gotta let me go run around. If you don't run me for four hours a day, I will destroy your kitchen. I'm used to <laughs> managing twenty people a day, and I scream at them on set all day long. Yes. And I can't do that anymore. Back to one. We're on the move. Wheels up. <laughs> so yeah, I, that's the first time I've been on the. And again, I'm a very um, Damn. I mean, I rode my bike over here, yeah. and like when I'm on the bike trail, I pop the mask on. When yeah. I pass another person, it's not hard. It's not hard but, at all. And it's not, again, it's not that I'm wholly concerned where I'm zipping around right. going 15, 20 miles an hour. We're a fine, but I don't want that other person to feel fear or right. any sort of, um, like, like, uh, like, I don't want them to feel off. I don't want their day to be ruined if they're an extremely sensitive right. person. And that's all this any of this is. It's just being a, a human being. It's just being polite. Us, being also, polite. as people, I'll have a mask on. I'll be on the bike path or something. or And someone does it. I'm like, well, you know, what, what are we going to do? Right. It's just they're not, they don't have it on. I'm We're in the I'm open fine. air. 
I'm fine. It's, it's fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how it just goes both ways. People are just so wigged out about everything, but yeah, it's weird how much we talk about this. All like, everyone talks I know. about this all the time. Even even now, I'm like, why are we talking about this? It's just so hard <laughs> not get suckered to. into it because it's just like it's such a it's such a it's like not not not. It was raining right now. We're just sort of ignoring it raining. Uh huh. It's like it's raining. Yep. But we live in Seattle now. Look at that huge ass bug. Wow, those are those yeah. June bugs. I think that's even bigger than Jupiter. That's one of those uh, scarab beetles. Is that what they're called? Yeah, well, I guess I asked someone about it. I guess scarab is a common term. That might be one of these things called the California fig beetle. Because mm-hmm. they, oh, there it is. It's right over your head right now. Just Oh, they're so big. It'll, yeah. they'll it get so, so up loud. in your, they'll get right up in your face, like right here. Yeah. And they're just like, hey, hey, will you kill me, please? I weigh 50 pounds. I can't control my body. Please kill me. I'm like a Sikorsky helicopter. <laughs> they're completely harmless, but they're the size of a uh, hummingbird. So big. Terrifying. Yeah, they're the size of like a, what is that? Like the size of like a, um, a Quarter? kumquat? Kumquat, Ooh, yeah. that's a good size, or, a kumquat. How about one of those, um, like those little those little uh, grape tomatoes? Yeah. Like the nice grape ones. Grape tomato? Yeah. Or a size of like a, a young man's testicle. A <laughs> <laughs> young man's testicle, <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm trying to think like. Maybe what my testicle, I don't know. Because your testicles are not perfectly round. No. I'd be fine. I wonder if a, a lot of people don't know that. Hmm. You know that's, what I mean? Because there's yeah. a lot of stuff about human sexuality and biology that someone's like, I'm, there's stuff th- that I learned when I was younger. Like, oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. To think that your balls are not balls. Right. Yeah, they're not they're like not, fucking perfect no, if, balls. If you wanted to bounce one, it would it'd be all over the place. Ugh. It'd be like one of those it'd be like a like those bouncy balls, but one gets kind of oblong or yeah, something. So it goes all over like yeah. it's like the kind of thing you chase as a practice. <laughs> uh-huh. When they hit you a ground ball, it's like a grounder. My balls are shaped like uh like circus peanuts, Johnny. <laughs> I don't want if that's TMI, but So you like, got one ball? Yeah, it's like a kind of a, a mashed in the center. Okay. <laughs> kind of like a chicken. Who knows gizzard. what happened? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe one of those tubes wrapped around it in an early stage yeah. and now it's just like you got two circus peanuts. Trying to hang cool. itself. Yeah. <laughs> hang itself in the sack and it didn't work. There's not enough gravity. Right. right. Before, when it went up sometime, then it came back down and it got caught. Now it it's got, that thing. It got stuck. Got snared. It got stuck like um like in that one movie, the guy has to cut his arm off. In oh, the, yeah. In the, in the cave. 127 the ball- hours, but yeah. for a testy. The, for a testy. The, your testy got, got snagged and it had to mush itself out. Now it's oblong. Yusk. <laughs> Yusk. I'm always fascinated um, that, not fascinated, uh, I guess... I wish this would have happened in school more often. It's, you were completely focused on human biology. Right. The lack of knowledge I have about what goes on inside my body is astounding for how important it is. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't, shouldn't I have more interest in that? Like, shouldn't I be reading about, like, all the stuff that's inside of me and trying to understand how my body works instead of this vessel that I walk around in? I don't know shit about it. Or maybe it's the opposite. If you knew so much about it, you would be like super freaked like, oh out. Oh my god, don't do this. Oh, don't do that cuz it might upset the uh <laughs> equilibrium of my esophageal phalange. I do have uh a bit of hypochondria and you do? I don't like to know stuff. You know, like yeah. going to the doctor, like they're like, "Well, if you go to the doctor, you're going to he's going to tell you everything's okay and and then you'll feel better afterwards." Like, "No, I feel stressed because 
you got to get some tests done. And then I got to wait for the blood tests when you get a physical. And then what if something's wrong? It's like, I'd rather maybe just not know. And then one day I'll just kind of keel over watching a watching baseball game. And That's like an old school <laughs> grandpa thing. <laughs> yeah. Is you, don't, you go to the doctor, you, you want to get sick? Go to the doctor and find out. <laughs> it's so ignorant. You want to you get sick? Well, you're not sick until you know you are. <laughs> Doctor, all the doctor does is tell you what you already don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, like a lot of times you'll catch something at the doctor too. Like, oh, that my, is, that's actually real. My friend Benny Josephstein, he he was, uh, he, he was fine, and he went in. He saw he the doctor. Routine physical. He came out. Kidney failure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he caught it. You're telling me that had nothing to do with that? Okay. Sure. Okay. I got a bridge to sell you. <laughs> and they will tell you things. You're telling me that that him going to the doctor was what didn't make him sick? Yeah, that's a bunch of malarkey right there. Malarkey. Tell you what, you know, we were up in Escanaba last week. Everything uh-huh. was fine. Next yeah. thing you know, you go to the doctor and he tells you you got a lump. Didn't feel that. I felt that lump a whole life, and now it's cancer. Yep. Okay, it wasn't cancer before. Yep. <laughs> you, you put a label on it, and uh, before it was just lump, <sighs> and now it's a disease. And if you would have just uh, not told me any of that, the lump would have just gone on thinking he was just a lump. Why did you got to tell me that? And the lump's trying to show off now. <laughs> trying to tell me that I'm sick, and I know I'm not sick, and now I know, and so I can't go out fishing now. <laughs> So that's, that's that's the concern. That's the concern. Now I know I got to do it. So my body. Well, the doc said uh, it's because I've been eating too many crappy. They're like uh, you know they're bottom feeders, and they got a lot of lead and other poisons yeah. in them. The crappy fish, and I smoke them, and they're supposed to be they're fine. Smoked crappy. Now I got lumps. Now I got all these lumps. So now I got to go walleye fishing now, because you know. This bullhead are easy to catch. Bullhead, yeah. Uh, the dam would catch, rip a bunch of bullhead out, no problem. Boy, those are fun to catch. I'll <laughs> tell you, they're, they put up a fight. Wowie, wow. God, crappie. What's a what's their name for crappie? Bullhead. Something else they call them. Crappy, uh, um, suckerfish. Suckerfish. It's not musky. Musky's like the musky's like a uh, that's a uh, that's the big sport fish, right? Yeah. Musky's the pike. Yeah, type pike. of a pike, a musky. Piker, pike had those teeth. Yeah. Yeah, those oh, will get you. Oh, look out. Oh. We caught a we caught a pike ice fishing last winter. Yeah, that's when you get them. a big old pike. Yeah. That's when you get them. Those are hard to cut though cuz they got them Y bones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 you got to eat those with bread cuz your bones get in your throat. You got to oh. have white bread. Really is that thing? That's a thing with a lot of those crappy No way. Those those, those real garbage like fish. Perch. Perch, not so much. Perch, perch can nice. You huh? can fillet. I love a perch dinner. Can't yeah. be. Short but, lunch? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of those fish, they're so filled with bones and they're such crummy fish that you got to smoke them. Right. And I remember when I was a kid, my my grand grandpa would, would uh, smoke all those fish and then you'd have to eat it with like Wonder Bread because when the little bones get snuck in your throat, the bread like snags it and pulls the bone out so oh you don't my. have... Fucking God, and, it's and, terrible. And, yeah, and that was apparently fine. Like, what was how, your grandpa's name? Ken. Ken. William Ken Rupp. Was he like, uh, was he any sort of um, distinct ethnicity or just sort of a, a bunch of stuff? White guy. White, but was he German. Maybe a, there's a lot of Finnish people in Michigan. Uh, he was very, uh, very German. Just an old German guy. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, you know, um, third generation maybe, second. Eating them smoked fish. Oh, yeah. Oh, it tasted so good when I was a kid. Yeah. You you grew up in a, in that sort of yeah. a, arena. Do you have 
an adventurous, adventurous palate like I do because of that. Ooh, it's hummingbird. Look at that. Oh yeah, they're everywhere. Um, I don't. I mean, adventure palate like for food. Well, like some people are picky, but like because I grew up in 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 Michigan with people that you know had farmers in the in the blood. Right. Everyone ate everything, so I ate. I ate a lot of uh, like I would eat head cheese and, and smoked oh, okay. fish and sardines and, and and that sort of thing. Those are all things I love. Yeah. So I guess so. I do like a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff I do like because we didn't have it growing up. Like I we didn't get to have, not get to. It was more like it just what we didn't. My mom didn't make a lot of weird stuff. You mm-hmm. know, I always like eating something that's weird and new. Absolutely. I do like that quite a bit. And yeah. I think that's because. You know, some people don't grow up with with that sort of food right. at all, but in colder climates, oh, yeah. where people um, were not always well to do, they they used and ate everything. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. Know. A lot of those foods now, a lot of these foods that were traditionally poverty foods, mm-hmm. have become peasant foods. Yeah, peasant foods. They've been all all this stuff has been up marketed. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what you call it, but like. You know, you used to be able to get like a chuck roast for nothing, right? And making you make your Irish roast or Irish stew, yeah. But that stuff has all been—it's all been like kind of made to be nice now, or a little like spendy uh, now. Yeah, it's all spendy, or uh, uh, certain types of of uh, pigs of pork products, right? Yeah, used to be like the pork bellies was not a nice thing. That's like a big old fatty piece fatty of meat. Fatty junk. Yeah, it's the belly. It's low on you know. It's like this thing where it's not nice. And now it's like this luxury thing. Mm-hmm. So many, or even like like gumbo. Like I make like to make gumbo, and gumbo is is, is trash. It's like you got a bunch <laughs> of stuff. You're gonna get some hate mail. Well, I mean, I love <laughs> Take it. Out of context. You know, so yeah. it's taken, you're gonna get canceled by What's, the gumbo. You got canceled gumbo by people. gumbo because you call gumbo big, trash. Big gumbo took Johnny down. I was saying I love to make it. I love it, but it's essential. Or crawfish, crawfish are hundred percent. That is true poverty food. Right. You get these water bugs, bugs out of the fucking water because it's in the water near where you live, and they're free. If they're not free, you buy them from a dude who sits on the side of the road smoking, smoking, um, fucking what's the smoking Winston's. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And like you buy them for ten dollars a bag, and you make them and you boil them. Because you don't, you don't need the cheapest stuff to need, make a good you thing. Need, you need fire and water and a vessel. Yeah. And, and some potatoes, it. some lemons you pick from a tr- stole from a tree. <laughs> right. And potatoes are the cheapest vegetable. And maybe you get some like garlic if you're lucky. You don't need a whole lot. No. And you make all the things that's really good. It's super cheap. But there's always things that are being... You know what the word is? Elevated. Mm-hmm. They're getting elevated. And it's weird because all these things that taste so good are just... It's just like famine or poverty food. It's years of where, whereas like uh, a wealthy food, let's say a a cut of steak, like a tenderloin. Filet mignon. Where you're just, you cook it and you just eat it with a little salt. And it's, yeah. But when you have things like crawfish or cheaper cuts of meat, mm-hmm. for years and years, people were desperately trying to make that taste better. They yeah. Had, a lot of it was also, it was old meat. So that's where you get a lot of those. Barbecue. Those, yeah, those sauces cover up mm-hmm. the little funk on something that was a little past its prime. Not yeah. necessarily bad for you, but it wasn't, it was a little gray. It's getting totally. gray. Totally. It's not great. And that's the whole thing about barbecue. Barbecue is quintessentially, that's what that is. Tough barbecue cuts. Is, it's tough cuts. It's stuff that's like, how do we cook this so it makes it good? Because mm-hmm. we can't get the good stuff. Yeah. You make barbecue, and now there's no one in the right mind who'd, be, who'd turn their nose at barbecue. Right. Even though barbecue, like a hundred years ago, you'd be like, 
what is this you're having? I think this is absolutely <laughs> hideous. Rubbish. Yeah, it's covered in some sort of brown sauce. <laughs> it's smoked in the ground, you say? In the ground. You smoke it in the ground with pickles. You cut <laughs> a tree down and, and saturated this? What is this? What S- is smoke this? ring. Oh, Smoke dear. ring? Do you smoke? S- is this cigarettes? Absolutely <laughs> terrible. Hideous. Terrible at that accent. Oh, these poor folk here <laughs> are dithering around <laughs> cooking hog <laughs> in the ground, I say. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> I will not have a hog cooked in the ground here. No, sir. Catfish? What is this? <laughs> Catfish? <laughs> it's half cats. No. Oh, disgusting. You eat cat meat. I believe we'll have Water a bit of cat. swordfish, please. <laughs> I did, um, in the crock pot on Sunday, a, a, a four-pound uh, pork mm. shoulder. Damn. What'd it, you brine it with there, huh? Uh, I, I, I did it just really simple, mm-hmm. just black pepper, salt, black and garlic, pepper, salt, because garlic. My, my... Fresh garlic? Whole what are we talking about here? Sliced? Uh, we're talking garlic powder. Garlic powder, And one okay. onion. Mm-hmm. And... White onion, yellow onion? Uh, just, <laughs> Red just, onion? Just a yellow <laughs> onion. Just a yellow onion, <laughs> chunked up. Right. And I've been doing that because it makes more generic pork right. taste. It's it's just really rich pork taste, and then, yeah. and then that became tacos last night. And then on <laughs> Thursday, that'll become uh, Chili Verde, where I'll Ooh, add in the seasonings the to the shredded sauce. pork. Yeah. yeah. See, Chili Verde is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Also, the way you said tacos is really, that's something that people don't know about. Tacos? The way you said it first. Tacos. Was really tacos. <laughs> tacos. Tacos. That's something that a Midwestern lot of people tax. in California are like, what'd you say? <laughs> tacos. Tacos. I'm a big fan of um of Midwestern tacos because oh it reminds me. Oh, God. Like with the crunchies, crunchy yes. shell, and then tomatoes and sour cream and cheese. And, and like, lettuce. And lettuce. Bad lettuce. And ground, yeah, iceberg lettuce shredded up mm-hmm. and ground beef. And like Taco Bell bottle sauce, yes, or La Victoria, what have you. I can eat maybe seven of those. You're just you're yeah, bang bang bang. God, but they're very they're very Midwestern. Mm-hmm. That whole entire style. And someone from a like a Texas connoisseur or a, someone of of Mexican uh, descent who loves specific street mm-hmm. tacos wouldn't even recognize it. People will get hot over that. I've, I've, they do. I have Texas friends who are like. Dude, I can't, like, I want to rip into you. I want to rip you, but we're friends, and I just, it's a shake-my-head situation. You ever go to Jack in the Box or uh, Del Taco? On occasion, on occasion. Do we get the Jack in the Box traditional talks? I have, yeah. Those, to me, are almost as good as your typical Midwest taco. Complete trash, also. Absolute trash, but I'll tell you what. I have them for dinner probably about twice a month, and I do not feel bad. I feel good. Mm Mm-hmm. If I have four, You're maybe five of those tacos, yeah. something about them, maybe it's probably because they're extremely processed and it's like basically like eating, I don't know, like eating the food they have on the space station. Right. <laughs> right. It sits well with me. Yeah. I'm a Taco Bell guy. Yeah. Of, of those three. Like, I love Taco Bell. Never, never, never try out Dell? I, I have a Dell. Yeah. I, I have a Dell in the neighborhood. I like Dell. I the, prefer Dell. That I, I mean, do I like. grew up with Taco Bell. I, I I did drift into Dell. I was doing Dell for a long time. Right. And then I'll, I'll, I'll go back to Taco Bell because I don't need so much of it anymore. I there was a time Taco. when I was getting Del Taco. Oh. I, I go to the Roost and I grab Del Taco afterwards yeah, on man. the way home. And then and, and you can get at Del Taco for like 7 to $8 pr- a 50-pound bag of everything. And you come home and dump it out you on the table. Rich. It is a mound of food. 
Yeah. Del Taco groceries, because you'll have, I'll get those extra bean burritos. I'm like, I'm going to want these tomorrow. They microwave just fine, mm-hmm. Johnny. I'll tell you what. Oh, you got to give that. Yeah. I've tried to save, I've stuff. drunkenly saved the hard tacos from Del. D- that doesn't work. And I'm, my, Britt will be like, you're not going to want those tomorrow. I, I might, I might want them. They go in the trash the next day, guaranteed. Yeah, they're they. You can't have that. They're again. not the same beast that went into yeah. the refrigerator when you unwrap them the next day. Real, uh, real tough, real tough shell on those. I gotta have some talks now. I think for sure, like, re, like soon, I gotta have tacos very soon. Mm, yeah, you always gotta have tacos really soon. Tacos is you always want tacos. Yeah, I had a buddy. My buddy Phil would visit from Minnesota. And we would go to the taco trucks. This is like maybe, you know, a while ago, like eight years ago. Yeah. And he would eat four or five tacos at every taco truck we'd go to. We would go to like, I would hit up like five of them. And that, that Midwest appetite. Oh yeah, and he was they were so good because you can't couldn't, couldn't get Al Pastor in Minnesota back then. Oh sure. And Al Pastor is you know it's one of the greatest flavors that exists. Right. And he would take down three or four every place we'd go. Easy to easy to take yeah. down. Real small portion for Midwestern mm-hmm. appetite. Again, those are like, what are these appetizer tacos? Yeah, <laughs> two bites, three bites. We used to call it stunt eating. <laughs> <laughs> we Showing that, off. Oh yeah, so we did it one time. We went to the, one of those uh, conveyor belt sushi places, and we would we basically went with the idea of uh, how much who can eat the most sushi. How many how many plates can you get stacked? Yeah, I think we stacked up. I don't know what it was, but he sta- he won obviously. Sure. But it was even then we stopped. He was like, Pemberton, I think I could have had more. Yeah. I probably could have had some more, but you know, <laughs> it's getting expensive. So. <laughs> yeah, that's <sighs> that's a, if you have to stop eating because it gets too expensive. <laughs> that's a that ba- is that's a bad sign. Oh God, you heard about that guy, the buffet buster? He's like some guy in England who goes to buffets and he like ruins them. He's some big oh. fucking dude, gonna die soon. That's great. But he'll have like four or five piled high plates, and he will come in there, and he has a way he does it because he he wants to get his money worth. Sure. So he doesn't eat any of the rice. He just goes straight to the. He just eats an insane amount of food, <laughs> like a kind of food where. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's disgusting to it's watch hideous. those. Sometimes I want to see. There, there's videos on YouTube of people. Yeah. I'm going to eat this whole pizza. It's not sexy to watch. It's it's dunking pizza in water Ugh. and just slop shoveling it in. I really like that. Um, the man versus food program, right. which that I do enjoy. There's uh, Casey Webb is the host now. It okay. used to be another guy named uh, Jonathan. Uh, I forget. He had to quit because... He's dying. Health problems, yeah. yeah. Casey Webb looks like he's really extra dying. Jesus. And you watch this show, just mouth agape. I, I, I watch it almost to enjoy the pain that this man yeah. has. And I don't feel that that's, it's not a productive way of, uh, of, of teaching people how they should behave mm-hmm. in society every time i it's like why you only make this show for me to make fun of the guy yeah. right like what's the point or the idea is that okay this is the guy who does that everyone else you can be good but you just watch this guy be bad he's it, like that he he takes care of it it has to be horrible for his body yeah. at some point this guy is going to pass away and we all encouraged it that's it's terrible yeah 
We did, but I mean, I don't know. Someone's got to do it, right? Someone's gonna do it, right? I because guess. like the hot chicken wing guys are only so interesting because right. it's just yeah, you're eating six chicken wings and it's it's not really a physical feat. It's just a a pain tolerance. Yeah. But when a guy eats a ten to fifteen pound burrito, or eats three Chipotle burritos in fifteen minutes, right? Yeah. And the fun part for me, what I enjoy the most uh, in a Schadenfreudian way, is when the guy gets almost to the end, he just yeah. barely doesn't make it, and then ate like a tw- of a fifteen pound burrito, ate fourteen pounds of the burrito for no reason, for no reason. You didn't win. You didn't get a t-shirt. You just didn't, you didn't get shit. Now you're just sick. <laughs> for for a, you got a paycheck for that show, and, and I and I understand that's important, you know, for everyone to get paid. But for me, the viewer, I just watched you. Destroy almost your body do it. I watched, to almost do it. Like, do you ever watch those mukbang videos? Uh, explain. Okay, so mukbang is basically like that. It's like usually it's women because I'm pretty sure there's like a sexual component to this, sort of like ASMR. Mm-hmm. You know, ASMR is basically kind of a se- there's some sort of sexual thing there. Yeah, I have to pee so bad. I have to pause it again. Pause it. Big time pissy day. Oh, shit! Just flowing. <laughs> yeah. So mukbang, right? Mukbang. It's when um, these people, they eat food, but it's like it's similar to those shows because they're eating. Uh, the purpose they're eating is to, you watch them eat, but a lot of time they eat, they eat like a ton. Like there's these ladies who eat these fucking giant lobsters the size of this table. Yeah, they're like, like a, one of those six-pound oh, market, like, market price. Definitely market price. Six-pound? That's like about what the claw weighs, man. These, these are like these gigantic deep ocean lobsters yeah. they're probably like 40 or 50 years old there's only like a couple that come yeah. up in the net once in a while and they get sent to <sighs> to this lady this lady janelle and yeah. fucking who knows where mastros like they get like two <laughs> is, that, is that still a thing is yeah. mastros still a it's thing like it's a steak place steakhouse right? yeah these lady they eat them it's an asian thing mainly it's like usually sometimes it's like Asian women who are doing it, and you can—they seem almost like they are prisoners, but they eat the food, and it's like really gratuitous, mm-hmm. and uh, they're eating a lot—a lot of food, like more than a person can actually eat. There's a lot of cuts in there, and you know There's, they're spitting it out. They're being—it's being expelled from the body. Yeah, they—they they eat a bunch of it, but a lot of it—they they, you can't eat. Uh, you can't eat that much meat. It's not possible. Is the is it uh, uh, like stuffed mouth situation? Is it like that? Like really shoveling it in, or is it just eating it at a normal pace? Eating it, but the big thing is you have a mic that's close to you, so you hear all these fucking. It's oh, just it's this no. thing. It's like a fetish thing, man. It's definitely a fetish thing. There's definitely people who are they're doing a masturbate to this. You know it. Yeah. But it's also super gross. But, like, anything that's super gross is it's also just, like, you know, all it takes is a little bit of weight one side to be right. super gross. Right. Well, to be fair, I think Ugh. most things that people masturbate to are super gross right. if you just took them just at face value. Like, have you seen those things called gooey duck? It's yes. Just, yeah, it's that gooey duck is a common mukbang thing. And usually you see it with, uh, it's like a young Asian woman doing it. It's like a dick it. fish. It's a dick fish, and they smack it. And they do it like, oh, this is a woman, you know, she's... It's a phallic is, food. It's a dick. Yeah. And even sprays, too. Yeah. That stuff is just, 
Ugh, it's so nasty. I didn't, I'm not familiar with <laughs> well, these. Well, now you know. Now I you know. Are. I get the sound, the yeah. sound type. Like I've I've seen where someone just opens like uh, pop and then just pours it, yeah. and it's just like what, what is this? And you look down. What a house? <laughs> yeah, it's twenty two million views. I'm like. Why, why? Why do I work hard <laughs> to yeah. try and create things Anything. of substance for people to enjoy when you could just pour a blue raspberry fago into a glass, mm-hmm. record it, and then take a sip, and then the money just keeps on coming in. Rolling in. How do you even get like that big doing those things? I just, I'm not, I don't get how some I don't get it either. social media people... Like, there was some guy who's on, like, a TikTok guy. I know right. no, I don't know shit about TikTok. I know they, people do dances on it and stuff. That's just the tip of the iceberg. There's man. some snot-nosed little kid who makes, like, racist jokes and whatever. Really? Was, it came up into one of my, my, my Twitter feeds. Right. Someone had retweeted it. And this guy's 33 million followers on TikTok. And he's just some some twerp who just says Weird. stuff. Like, why is... What what was what clicked there for for everyone to decide that this guy was the one to watch? It's essentially yeah. the definition of what influencers are, right? Or like, someone they just the, the algorithm uh, picked Steve Chucklepiss. <laughs> He's a guy who wears a rainbow wig and um, uh, fucking uh. Uh, eats gooey duck with his asshole. Oh. Or you know, like, and then that guy's just rich. Yeah, it's it's very bizarre. I don't know what it is. I think a lot of it is, is random. I think some of it also is the thing where it's consistency. Mm-hmm. Like that's all that person does. Yeah, and I think some of it is also this weird sort of. Uh, it's like telling a story in a specific way that maybe we don't understand. It's being told that way. It seems like it's not specific, mm-hmm. but actually. There's, it's checking boxes in a way that you don't really see because it's like this weird new form of communication that's right. like so specific because all these young people are so media literate. Yeah. It's kind of like what I think about like maybe a few years ago if you made a comedy video and you had it cut off on a joke at the end yeah. for, for effect, you would think it was funny, but someone, someone older, like a producer, would be like, oh, I mean, you, why is it cut like that? It's like, oh, because it's funny because it's like... Artistically, I think it's yeah. better this way. He's like screaming and it's being cut off so you don't know what happens. Right. And it's kind of funny. Like, oh, we want to see it. Where's the button? Where's the end? Right. But nowadays, you see tons and tons of videos that have that hard cut yeah. for effect. It's because all these kids are so fucking media literate that like, you don't have to show something. You don't have to really put the camera on it because mm-hmm. their eyes are so trained to find everything in the frame, there's like a little thing. They see it. You don't. Ha- you can be so subtle now, yeah. Because the media literacy is so high. I think I'll, I. I definitely forget that a lot. I'm thinking like, oh, are they gonna notice that? Are they gonna notice that? It's like, well, I'm noticing it. So sure <laughs> as fuck, they're gonna fucking notice. And if they don't, it's like, well, I guess that's just maybe the a very small percentage of people who don't notice things and they have a hard life because they don't notice all kinds of stuff. Right. People just seem to. Seems like people just notice stuff so much more now because we're so keyed into the media. And it's just your eyes are focused. You know, kids are grew up on their phone. Yeah. Whereas a phone is newish to me. Like right. having a, a a 
cell phone is... It's not an extension of your body. I didn't get a cell phone until I was... I'm going to say 99. Really? It's the first time I Dude, you got I it before me. I got one like 20, 2000. Oh, my God. I got. I didn't have a cell phone until 2003 or four. Uh-huh. And yeah. kids now, when they're nine years old, they have a yeah. cell phone that their parents buy for emergencies. Right. At least my buddies have bought their kids' phones, and I'm just shocked. Yeah. Like, they don't need that phone, but apparently society deems that they do. And if I, I can only imagine... If everyone at school has a cell phone and you don't, you you suck. <laughs> you there's like a, like a, you gotta a give kid the kid out a, there. Oh yeah, you know. there's gotta be kids out there who are trying to be like Hen- like uh, what's his name Henry David Thoreau, the guy who wrote Walden. Uh huh. I wonder if there's kids out there who are like turning their cell phone on uh, airplane like, every day, like just refuse to use it because they want to be like these. I don't know what you call that, like you know, a minimalist typewriter kids. Yeah, <laughs> they there's want- gotta be some hipster kids out there like that, like some eleven year old mega hipsters yeah. who were just. No phone. You would think so, because it trends go that way with um, with everything, music and everything else. Yeah. You know, like stripped down. No, we're my band's going to be an acoustic band. And you're in a, what's it called? Is it? It's not an ascetic. Aesthetic. Aesthetic. I think there's what? a name for those folks, like in India, they oh. call them the ascetics, the guys who like seek. Well, the Sikhs, those are that's a different thing. Those well, I just like, know the word. Okay. I don't know what either of those things yeah. mean. <laughs> the guys who like cover themselves in bone bone charcoal. And, oh like, yeah, yeah, those guys. Mm-hmm. Like there's sort of a version of that probably, which is a kid not using a cell phone. Yeah, I could see that shitting in the street. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> that that goes hand in hand. You yeah. shit in the street and you don't use a cell phone, and but it is like the whole typewriter gag is is real. Yeah, you know, like the hipster thing when you could go to a coffee shop. In Echo Park, oh, what have you? There's uh, stories, stories books. Yep. Uh, I I went back there and I would go there to write almost every day, get iced coffee, support the local local place. And every once in a while, there'd be like typewriter club, and wow. the whole thing would be like ten people with typewriters, and you'd walk out there, and I just. I went there to have peace and quiet, and oh, it was just opposite. like I was in a shooting range of of, of literary, <laughs> literary <laughs> fucking chaos. Kind of makes me want to get a typewriter. But oh, yeah. they're fun for five yeah. minutes. But then you have to... I'm so bad at typing, though, so I don't think I can handle it. They're, it's a very difficult to type mm-hmm. on a typewriter. Brooks, <laughs> Brooks Whelan... <laughs> oh, if you ever go over to the Brooks Whelan crib, right. he's got the typewriter, and um, the typewriter comes out when a few cocktails have been had. Really? Well, for what? To write a poem? Dude <laughs> dude loves to use that typewriter. That he, sounds about like a Brooks thing. It's a super Brooks thing. He'll God. write you like a letter and then hand it to you. <laughs> hey, hey switch this letter. Hey. hey yeah. Are hey, you going to read it? Hey. Read it. It says, uh, Burns, you're super cool. Love your best friend, Brooks. And it's just... <laughs> hey, you're he super loves cool. It. Uh, <laughs> it's, and you'll, you'll know. Like, I'll come home and be like... Oh, is it is it party time at the manor when I used to live with Brooks? Mm-hmm. And uh, if you heard the typewriter going, or if I went to bed and then heard the typewriter start Ooh. going, I'm like, oh boy, it's rock and roll time! Oh my god! We should do a um, we should do a podcast. You, me, and Brooks, and we should do it after start at typewriter time. I like that. See what I mean? It's obviously be an experiment. We don't have to we don't have to use it if it turns out to be bad. But you never be a know. Fun thing. Maybe we have uh, yeah. The typewriter sound in the background, I think, 
we could give it a newsroom feel. Maybe we should do a cocktail cast. There's so many ideas for podcasts. Cast. Yeah, cockcast. Oh God! <laughs> like, do you have? Do you keep a um, like an idea document that you Ooh, have? Oh yeah. Because I'm a I'm a very and my girlfriend is driven insane by this, but I am a note person. Yeah, I do and, a lot of that. And I'm I'm one of those. I I'm an idea person mm-hmm. all day long. It's Post-it notes and yep. notepads and things, and I take all these scraps and then I transfer it into a Google Doc that okay. I just have everything compiled. Then I can throw the pieces of paper away that clutter right. the apartment, and it's it's filled with podcast ideas, filled with like yeah, and and the daunting task of starting up a new podcast mm-hmm. and then you got to promote it. Oh yeah, everything about it. Like yeah, I can't. I got one. This is I can only do the one. Unless I have a co-conspirator that's going right. to take the brunt of it, I'll do all the uh, all the stuff you have to do, which is a ton, a ton of stuff. <laughs> it's so much. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's a modern phenomenon, but now it's especially weird because it's like there's nothing else to do, so you kind of have to. Oh, do it, it. Yeah. it's it's just been a godsend. I'm so grateful right. that I made this decision now because it gives me an anchor towards like today after you're done. Do you have anything going on, or is this kind of yeah, kinda but day? not really Co- though. Couple I'm, I'm in streaming now. I have a streaming schedule I set up Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. I stream for about two to three hours on Twitch. Wow. I'll do it as a character sometimes. Sometimes I I think on Thursday I might just actually kind of sit out here and do like a garden tour and maybe like um, just do some ranting kind of thing. But I figure in a matter of time I will start to fall into a rhythm with it. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to, to I have to do. Everything I have to do is stuff I've set up. Basically. It's you, yeah. I'm just checking here, this person's coming. Um, yeah, it's so. a lot. It's a lot of setting up your own. I need to get mm-hmm. this done today. How long have you been doing Power Moves podcast? Um, over an hour, over a year and a half. Right. Next this week will be the one hundredth episode. Nice man. Yeah. Ring. But that it gives me an anchor, and I haven't gotten into the Twitch thing yet. I have it's a Twitch same account. Same as anything. Well, you should just do it. You should do like a if you just set up like a weekly or some sort of a regular um reoccurring time you do it and uh people, people it's live. It's live. Does it, it exist after If it's you want it to, yeah, it exists exists on video on demand, VOD on Twitch. You can also you can also record it and download or download it from the VOD and put it on YouTube if you want. Yeah. So you can do whatever you want with it. You could have it, all the listeners to your podcast could walk, could tune in and watch it if they wanted to. So you, it operates in a live capacity. Like, hey, if yeah. you want, if you're at three o'clock, I'll be here. If you want to turn it on, Twitch is kind of like radio because yeah. for the most part, people don't Twitch for less than people don't stream for less than a few hours. Mm-hmm. And the idea is the bar is pretty low in terms of. Sorry, it's not a low bar. It's more like it's not this onslaught. Like a stand-up show, obviously, is you know it's you're going for it's an hour and a half to two hours, and it's nonstop entertainment. Mm-hmm. But a Twitch thing is a little more, at least how it is traditionally. It's not so much of a show as it is like someone to hang out with. Yeah, hang out with, and there's a lot of funny moments. But it's not like this thing where that's why you play games. Because you play the games because you're watching someone play a game. Right. As commentary, or you're watching someone. It's basically just a lot of commentary, and I think that's what makes it uh, able to be such a long. You can do such a for some people stream for ten hours, twelve hours. You know, that's really interesting. I've been yeah. told you got to get on Twitch, and then yeah, uh, sometimes I'll go and I'll look up the viewers on 
on someone who I would consider to have a popular show, and it, it, the numbers are so low, I don't know if it's completely worth it. I don't know. I mean, it just depends. It's all about consistency, I think. That's what I think a lot of things mm-hmm. are, is because it's newer that you, um, if you get in and just suck it up, you can have success. It's for later. It's just yeah. like Twitter. If you were to have really hit Twitter hard, like... Some dudes like um, like uh, Rob Delaney type right. guy who just banged on it and then were really good and funny and, yeah. and people liked it. All of a sudden, they you've got two million followers, right. and that's the anxiety I get every time there is a thing like TikTok or Twitch. I'm like, which one do I pick? Should I just yeah. really dive into this because I'll be so sorry if I don't later I on? I guess. I mean, I guess it's just like what you want to do. I think about Twitch as, a rep- for me, a replacement for stand-up because I'm not doing any stand-up shows. Yeah. I used to spend a lot of time doing that. So if I'm not doing it at all, I might as well do something with that time mm-hmm. other than making my ties. Yeah. And so it's like, it's easy. It's not that hard to do. I mean, there is like a learning curve in terms of setting stuff up. It also can You can also make it really robust and put a lot of bells and whistles into it, make it kind of complicated and fun and have like a look and a thing like that if you want to but you don't have to but you should and you probably will do that anyways because anything you end up doing you want to make it a thing you like so right but um yeah that, that's just my thing and this is very new for me too i'll look I only f- just started doing it i'll look further into this check it out yeah twitch you say twitch you yeah. should twitch yeah. the power the podcast is power moves with Mike Burns. The man's name is Mike Burns. Yep, yep. Thanks for being here, man. Thank you, Johnny. This is lovely. Is there anything else you want to say? You want to, like, say anything? Oh, no, I think uh, we uh, co- we covered probably we covered everything. It, yeah. Just uh, so go ahead and subscribe to Power Moves. You know, I think you'll enjoy it. You can follow me on Twitter at PizzaNacho69 and at DadBoner. Oh, a classic. Classic. See ya. Boop. Boop.